When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Spurs fan show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Ricky Sachs and of course the returning Lee McQueen of Get Last in. Word on Spurs and John Wenham of the Lily White Rose. Lads, lovely to have you all here. You've come back into the studio but a man has made an exit from Tottenham, Kieran Trippier. You sad to see him go. Do I thought for a second, Johnny, you were going to say Jason McGovern there, who's obviously He'll be been suspended due to his <laughs> comments about Danny Rose last week. Well, due, due to his comments about not liking transfer rumours, really, Ricky. <laughs> it's not really the summer for him, is it, if he doesn't not like really. transfers? No, I mean, Trippier, listen, what I will say about Kieran is I, I wish him all the very best. I mean, I think it's well documented. He didn't have a great season, one before last. And, you know, to be fair, he's done himself very well to get a move to Atletico Madrid under Diego Simeone, a top coach. And, you know, what I will say, he was been dependable he was reliable in his time at Tottenham yes it frustrated me that he didn't really get over the halfway line during his time at the club but I can't question his commitment and effort and I just wish him all the very best I think what's interesting hello listeners <laughs> dulcet tones of Lee McQueen we are back baby um yeah so hi everybody evening good evening everyone um yeah I think with Kieran Trippier for me it's a very, very it's an interesting one because he was the understudy for uh, one of my favourite players, and, and you uh, listeners will know that I never wanted Carl uh, Walker to leave, obviously, and I said that to you before, we're going to have this problem, didn't I? A couple did, of seasons ago. And um, anyway, so he was an understudy for him. He's coming to the team. We actually bought him from Burnley, and that the season we purchased him from Burnley, he had the best assist record, just like the best two fullbacks that are currently in the Premier League, which is, uh, um, you know, the, the two lovely people in, in Liverpool of Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. And he, uh, Trippier was kicking out figures like that, like assists, 12, 13 assists or whatever it was, which is why we ended up purchasing him. Um, he had a fantastic World Cup. I think everybody forgets how good 
do you, do you remember how good he was? He's scoring free kicks. I think he thought he made it. Right, in that he semi-final. Did he no, did, mate. Come no, on. No, no, but what, no, we, well, uh, all right, let me rephrase. I think in his head, he couldn't get that form back this yeah. season because of that was his high. Do you know what I mean? That was his high. Um, but defensively, has he ever been all that? And I put a Twitter, I put a post on Twitter, some stats and whatever, and a couple of people come back and said, it's brilliant that all of the defending stats have nothing to do with defending. And it's like, it's true, actually. What do we actually want in a right back? Jason will always talk about um, uh, Wan-Bissaka um, and how good he is defensively, first and foremost. But I don't think Kieran Trippier ever was. So look, like Ricky, I wish him well. Um, but onwards and upwards. Yeah, on Trippier, I mean, he was purchased as a, a backup, in effect. We had Kyle Walker at the club. Uh, and Trippier came in for three and a half million. I mean, he was never seen as the starting right back for Tottenham. Fortune fa- favoured his way when Walker moved on. Uh, we've had, you know, 114 appearances from Kieran. Uh, and we've now sold him for 20 to 25 million, depending on who you believe. Do I think we need to upgrade the right back position this summer? Yes. Do I think Trippier had a poor season last year? Yes. Um, so we'll be looking to strengthen our team moving forward in that position. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Oh, sorry, Johnny. Go on, go no, for it. I was going to say, that's away. interesting, John. That's interesting, John. I've got to get all this off my chest, Johnny. Do you know what I mean? I've been away for six weeks. Um, it's interesting, John, you talk about that because I've been doing a bit of research here um, on fullbacks and right backs and left backs and, you know, all of that type of stuff. And, and actually, if you look at the kind of, what, what, what could we call these, Rick? The, the elite fullbacks or like, you know, the, for the elite clubs, shall, shall we say? You know, and I know is, is, um, uh, is it Marcello? Marcelo, Marcelo, yeah, Marcelo. So he said Marcelo, uh, Kimmich, I think he's uh, he's 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 very very good. Uh, Jordi Alba, uh, Philip Louise, and correct me if I'm wrong, here, lads. Didn't Philip Louise play for Chelsea once, and then he went to Atletico? He's currently playing for Atletico Madrid as a left back. I'm pretty certain. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So now, so now, Kieran Trippier is going to be his on the on the opposite side. But again, you know, stats wise, uh, Dalev, uh, David, Alab. Yeah, yeah, okay. So my pronunciation is not good. The point being is, right, these are the types of right backs that you're going to be looking to replace a Kieran Trippier with. And all of them, them, them top class right backs uh, or left backs or full backs in, in a sense, are taken already. You've got some other ones I've been doing my research on. Um, you've got uh, Hi Sag. I'm this sure you know all these names. He, he, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. in Napoli. I think he's listed yeah. out all my tweets from Doctor. He's taken them all. I mean, I, I think you're <laughs> right, Leo. I think the fullbacks are being linked with El Cid Hi Sag of Napoli, um, Alessandro Florenzi of Roma. Again, what concerns me is bringing, bringing over a, a fullback from abroad. It is going to take them time to adapt. And we have seen Sergioria. I think it's taken maybe longer than what we thought with Serge. And... He is, but, <laughs> but you talk about, you know, the fullback whisperer and all that, uh, Pochettino. The reason why I've done, I look, look into that, because when we go on Twitter, right, we look at all these names and all these people throw these names out. We've been linked with and we've been, Rick, you're really good at doing that, by the way. <laughs> but we've been linked with this, we've been linked with that. But I, I was looking at it, so I'm not worried if we're linked with them. I'm just having a look and going, is there anyone out there that could be a better... Um, uh, op- uh, option for us, and, and that we could actually that we could actually buy, regardless if we've been linked with them or not. And I come out of a couple. Um, Hitchin loves league, huh? does he not? He mm. always gets his players the from there. True. Yeah, he, yeah. he does. True. So there's a couple in the French league. Um, I don't think we'd be going to uh, purchase uh, Thomas Meunier. Meunier. My pronunciations. I bet everyone's cracking up at this. I'm loving it. (laughs) Meunier. And uh, he plays for PSG, so I don't think we're going to get him. Heavily linked with Arsenal, him. Uh, Is he? Mm. That should be too much of a concern, should (laughs) Why wouldn't go Arsenal if he wants to play like, you know what I mean, top-class football in a top-class stadium with world-class facilities? In Champions League football. Yeah, exactly. And Sidibe. Is it Sidibe? Sidibe. Sidibe. 
Johnny, talk to me. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some good options there. But the one I really like, the one that's a bit left field out there that I've never, ever seen Rick tweet about in transfers. So, breaking news here. Hang on. Yeah, breaking news here. We're linking this player. We're doing it right now on the show. What about Denzel Dumfries? Yeah, of PSV. PSV. Plays for PSV. Quite heavily right linked back. with United, which obviously won't happen because they've gone for one Wambasaka. But he's a big guy. He's he's good going forward. He's got a bit of pace on him. I think he's I've got, he's got some good attitudes. What do you think, John? Do you remember the last fullback we signed from the Dutch league? Um, oh, was it uh, Lee Yong Pio? No, oh. one one after a Brazilian. Not Gilberto. It was Gilberto. Good Lord. PSV Eindhoven. I'm still going there. That's just going there. He was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's, he's been erased from my memory, yeah. I think, <laughs> to be fair. Do you think that Pochettino has sold trips with a view to signing a fullback? Depends or is he going, Aurea can do it and KWP can deputise? I mean, it depends who you believe, Johnny. I mean, reports suggest out there that he's not back approaches from Palace and Leipzig for Walker Peters and he's prepared to go with Aurea and, and like I say, Juan Foyf as a potential right back option. I just think that'd be a, such a massive risk to go to the start of a new Premier League season and not have recognised fullbacks. And like I say, I said it last week on the show, Tottenham's greatest season was when they had Carl Walker and Danny Rose bombing down that flank, you know, two really, really good fullbacks with pace. And I think that is what intimidates teams. And I'd be encouraging Tottenham, if they can, to go out there and look to find a recognised right back to replace Kieran Trippier, one that has got pace, one that's going to scare defenders. I mean, I know Ryan Sessegnon's been linked, but he's more of the left-sided option. It does concern me, the fullback area. That what worries me is that we're going to end the window, maybe strengthening the attacking side of Spurs, but defensively, I don't know if we're going to be strong enough. What do you think, John? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I believe that we would have accepted offers for any of our three right-backs this summer had they been reasonable. So if Palace had come in with 15 million, say, for Walker-Peters, he would have been sold. If anyone come in with 10 to 15 million for Aurea, he would have been sold. So I think Spurs are in a position where they've got three right-backs they trust equally and all of similar all three right-backs who they equally don't really trust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit like that, isn't it? It's <laughs> yes. because, because it's kind of like, well, we don't really want to pick Trippier, but our other options are KWP and Aurea, so actually... Who's going to be less of a liability on the yeah, day? Yeah, that, I mean, that's what it turns yeah. to, Johnny, to be honest. I do think I do think though, just you know, on on the defensive side, Rick, you make a really good point actually on the defensive side because you know I've said time and time again on this show and on the pod as well um, during the last season that we rotated not just our fullbacks but our entire defence and well, goalkeeper yeah, and goalkeeper. I mean, I, I remember being on it in the first four weeks of the season. I think we played with three goalkeepers, <laughs> not not at the same time, but we could have done. Um, but you know, and that's and that's probably unheard of to to use all three of the goalkeepers within within a month of each other. Can so. any of them play right back, Lee? Well, that's what I'm thinking. But you. Make Make that point. You make that point, and it might be a good one because I think Juan Fuig might well be looking at a right back berth. And I think that you know, don't forget, Pochettino's done this before. When Eric Dyer was was purchased yep. from Sporting Lisbon, four million quid, he come over as a centre back, and all of a sudden there was reports that he's playing in um, training uh, in a pre-season, whatever, or behind closed doors yep. training. And he's playing as centre midfield. I'm thinking, what's going on? And then obviously, famously, on his debut, he scored the 90th minute or 91st minute winner or whatever against West Ham. And then he's a central midfield player. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Look, Jace, I know you're listening, right? So I do 100% back the manager. So that means oh, I do want Foyt as a, as a right back. But the point being is that I'm not sure that Juan Foyt is the answer for our right back problems. But if Poch thinks that then yeah. I'm happy to go with it, John. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. I mean, on Foyf, what's really interesting is he's given up his honeymoon 
and his three week restoration period after the Copper America to come on the preseason tour that is with Spurs. Delighted. Yeah, he's yeah, brave, but it's big decisions. You've got to be brave in life. You've got to see the opportunity, and you've got to grab it. And he's done exactly that. You've got to risk getting headbutted by your wife. For the yeah. of that is quite something. Yeah, I think I think that will hold him in good stead with Poch moving forward. And the fact they started the last four games for Argentina as their right back, and he was, you know, in Argentina they were saying they're impressed with him. He had pace, added a bit of you know guile to the defence. So I, I, I think he will, if he impresses preseason, will be our starting right back. I just I just keep thinking of the Bournemouth game where he's just like he charges up the field and, I, and bang, gets a red card within like <laughs> with about ten seconds of being on the pitch. Um, I, yeah, I think I think the right back situation is is a is a big one. To be fair, I mean all of us were calling for central midfield to be. Strength and with um, with the with the, with the beast that's going to be Tungai um, coming in into midfield, it's going to open up the attacking options because of that mm-hmm. that defence. But um, the defensive side of him, but actually that that right back left back situation, we've got to get that sorted. The year that we had our most um, our record points total was the year that we had a solid back five or four, whichever way you want to put Which it. Which weren't really rotatedly as well. They were kind of, it was consistently He's all, the Premier League. To be fair though, he has always rotated fullbacks. He has yep. always rotated yep. his fullbacks, but maybe not as much. And and look, I think like you guys said in the show last week, you know, Danny Rose, he obviously trusted Danny Rose more than, he, than, than Ben Davies because he played them all in the big, in, in the big games, didn't he? Yeah, Rose is definitely well trusted by the club. Um, and Poch, I mean, they started the Champions League final. I know Davis has now been rewarded with a new five-year deal, but if you asked me who was our best fullback from the ones we've got, it would be Danny Rose. And I guess for ninety percent of Tottenham fans, they would say exactly the same thing. We know though with Pochettino, he, he did come out a couple of months before the season was coming to an end and said, "Look, it's going to be a painful rebuilding job. There's going to be players go that we don't want to go." I think Danny Rose probably is one of those players that, for the majority of Spurs fans, excluding Jason, some out there as well, that I mean, a lot of us will be sad to see Danny Rose go. But I mean, I refer to maybe to Jamie's point, like he said, he is turning thirty. He's got well, he's over thirty. He's got the one year left on his contract. Are you going to get a better opportunity then this summer to get any sell-on value on him? Probably not. But for me, it depends on who they bring in. If you're letting players go, you've got to find players that are of adequate quality or better than you've already got to take this Spurs team forward. As I said, this summer will determine whether Spurs want to be either a top four contender or if they generally see themselves to push on and challenge for the league. They have on the right back front, just quickly, been slight links to Danny Alves, who is geriatric, but he's one of the greatest right backs of all time. Just for a year to tide you over, waiting to see a new option emerge, would you have him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he would be a real stellar experience signing, a winner. Look at the signings we made before, like this, Nuruddin Nebert, Edgar Davids. These are players that have come in, vast Champions League experience, rubs off on the other players. Can you imagine Carl Walker-Peters learning from Danny Alves every for day? Sure, for sure. So you're talking yeah, about, top, you know, there's no, yeah, yeah. no one better you can learn from. Yeah, for, I, I totally agree with that, 100%. And the, the thing is with that as well, um, we've always called for winners to be in the team and, you know, we've had this show how, the how they can get yeah. over the line. Well, there's no bigger winner in, in history, is there, than no. Danny Alves. 40, he's, 40, he's, 40, 40, 40, yeah, 40, 40 um, champions or trophies. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. so the so the reality is like you say to to have an understudy of KWP to be looking learning and, and watching I think that that would be an unbelievable option yeah. um, it's not it's not a future one like you know like um, uh, Denzel Dumfries he's 22 years old so that would be a future a Wambasaka them, them types of but actually for one for one season like you say he could definitely definitely do it and sure. I think uh, but many people say about the wages but the wages only would be for 12 months yeah. and therefore that's what I think could make the deal attractive you know it's a player that I reckon would bring so much experience to that dressing room as Lee said there about you know how to win the mentality 
what that would do for the rest of the squad. I think, you know, you look at players and John ruled them off. I think even look at Van der Vaart, the experience that brought to the group. Another yeah. one there that, you know, he's experiencing the big games, the way he loved playing against Arsenal and scoring against them. He's intimidated. Out for his age, he's still got pace in him. So I think he would be a decent signing for 12 months. It would allow Spurs to carry on scouting and making sure they get the right, you know, fullback 12 months down the line or push on KWP like John yeah. says I think, I think the other thing is I think the other thing is just quickly before we go to break is that we've got, we've got to look at how Potocino is going to play Like, is he going to play the same most of the time he's played a 4-2-3-1 is he going to play that now with with Ndombele being in there or Dumbele uh, being in there um, he might end up playing a 4-3-3 and therefore the, the fullback role becomes a different one as well so it's difficult and glad I'm not the manager it's Potocino's job well, you should actually want to be the manager because the thing that happens when you get that job is you get the backing of Jason McGovern, whatever <laughs> happens. <laughs> Love Sport. It's the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio and it is the pre-season tour time of year. Spurs are off on their holidays. Buzzing. Yeah, I mean, they say they're off on their holidays. Some aren't, some are. I mean, we've heard the news that Toby Adeverald and Kieran Toby Adeverald, simply met Kieran Trippier. Toby Adeverald and Christian Eriksen did travel as part of the squad, which maybe some would have been surprised. I mean, I just think with both players at the moment, although they may want to leave the club, just the right moves haven't materialised yet. I mean, we know Toby's been heavily linked with Roma. That seems to have gone quiet so far this week, which means that'll probably get done whilst the podcast is on. So the problem will get confirmed. And Eriksen, again, the Real Madrid talk has seemed to have gone quiet. As we know, he's probably not Real Madrid's preferred option. They've got other targets. And I think, again, towards the end of the window, what does concern me, I know, Jace, we spoke about with him off air last week, is that I don't want to be in a situation with Eriksen where the UK window shuts earlier than the Spanish window. So we could be in a situation where we assume we're keeping Eriksen, the window closes, and then Madrid come in with an offer, the player wants to go, how can we turn that down? That's why I'm hoping this the Chelsea deal will get done. It's actually quite a good point. Uh, another good point. You're making loads of good points tonight, Rick. As normal, on fire. Why are you mate? sounding surprised? I know it's really good. No, <laughs> Don't uh, take that, Rick. <laughs> what I was going to say. Well, actually, it is a really good point because ultimately, Daniel Levy will not allow Christian Eriksen to leave on a free. No chance in this planet. He's done it once, and it hurt badly with you know who we won't we won't talk about him but but the reality is he won't let that happen again so if and it's the same with Toby Alderweireld he ain't going to go on a free next year either so he's got two two choices or he signs a new contract which I don't even think is on the table anymore so I don't think Poch wants him in the side um, or, or he leaves and it's the same with uh, Christian Eriksen so we need to do something like you say before our window shuts for sure because otherwise we could be light yeah I think the club view it as two slightly separate situations in that Alderweireld is slightly older. He's got this release clause of £25 million for about another six days from today. Um, I think they would rather let him go for nothing than Ericsson. Ericsson, if he had a five, four-year contract behind him, is a £100 million player on the open market. Yeah, Ericsson, if we don't get him renewed when this window shuts, we all know what's going to happen. We're going to hear January the 1st, pre-contract agreement with Juventus or Bayern Munich, and he goes for nothing next summer. Disaster for the club. Um, so yeah, we need Ericsson is the one we need to resolve. Yeah, for sure, I, I agree with that. He, he he won't let that happen. So you know the the chance of Ericsson... St- it's so weird, isn't it? It's just a bizarre. Do you know what's crazy? You, you got see two that, players you see- there that are such good quality players. I mean, Ericsson on his day, as I keep saying, we haven't seen his day that often last season. But he's a top top player. And Alderweireld, you won't get many better defenders in the Premier League. I'm staggered that only Roma have come in for him. And what I'm more staggered about is Roma are actually arguing about the release clause. I mean, I know Spurs are the Chiefs at trying to negotiate a deal, but Toby Alderweireld is one of the best defenders, not just in the Premier League, but in the whole of European football. And if he didn't go, for me, you put him back in your squad first day, no problem at all. He's a 
top, top defender. You don't cut your nose off to spite your face. He's a wonderful, wonderful player. Mm. I'm just amazed that there's not been other interest out there. I know he's 30, um, but you're talking about a guy that he's so good for Spurs. Oh, Consistent, he's been, he's been fantastic. isn't he, Liam? I mean, oh, him and Vertonghen, both yeah. of them together, I mean, incredible. And Sanchez is learning off them. On the Alderweireld situation, Spurs have reportedly been in a bit of a scrap with Arsenal for Saint-Étienne's young defender, William Saliba. There were some people suggesting that Spurs could do a deal for Saliba that would see him loan back for a year, let Alderweireld's contract run down, then Saliba comes in as soon as Toby goes. There's obviously questions about whether you can get the Frenchman, but would that be a good plan? It would be, but I just think Spurs, the reason why that, that transfer hasn't really materialised is because they don't know what's going on with Alderweireld at the moment. And Saliba, whilst he may be a good defender, it's not attractive to have to maybe wait 12 months for him. And, I mean, I would like to think as a no-brainer for, for the players, like I say, I mean, we're going to bring on to Shabayas as well, that if you're looking at Tottenham Arsenal at the moment, there's only really one club you want to join. I saw you scrapping with one of the lads of <laughs> Arsenal Fan TV on Twitter. It was amazing. I agreed with you, by the Actually, way. Actually, it's insane you know, to come out and say that Arsenal are bigger than Tottenham because they've beaten Spurs to see a season-long loan of Jabayas, a player that Spurs only really wanted on a permanent deal with an option to buy the player. Arsenal are glorifying that victory as if, if it's we some, even wanted him. If we even wanted fair. him, to be it's fair. Like, you know I mean? And you've got to ask the player if he needs a head, a head check, if he's going to pick Arsenal over Tottenham right now. Yeah. On Saliba... We don't know if Tottenham ever actually wanted him. It could be a St Etienne have made a phone call to someone at Tottenham, say put in a bid. That means Arsenal have now to match the offer Spurs made. They're under pressure. Their small budget is diminishing on a player they don't even have for another 12 months. Do you think there's an element of Levy on the wind-up where he's seen Arsenal sniffing around a player and he's just gone, you know what, I'll match it. That's what I like to think, Johnny. I'm I'm hoping Levy's sitting in his office and he's like, I'm just going to make a couple of calls here just to boost the price up so Arsenal have to pay more. I do it with every player. Arsenal have made a bid. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I think think it's an interesting one with a centre-back situation. Situation, not just sort of uh, Toby, however that pans out. But I actually don't think that we need to replace Toby. I, I, I don't think, you know, when you look at the, we spent £42.5 million on Davison Sanchez two seasons ago, and the season, not last season, the season before, he was outstanding. No one thought that he was going to pa- play that much because of Toby Alderweireld, but he was injured. So he came in and he was amazing with Yang Vertonghen. And probably, we, us, us fans must remember how good they were together when Vertonghen and um, Sanchez played together. That is Toby's replacement. Davison Sanchez is already Toby's replacement. I agree with you, Lee. My only concern is if one of those two players get injured, Vertonghen we know is, I say, that age now where he can pick up the odd hamstring injury. And if one of those, I say, pick up an injury in your arm, deploying four foot right back have we got necessary cover I know Dyer can play there but for me I want to see recognised centre-backs I know but, Davies but, can but, play there but, 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 you know. but look at Dyer sorry to, sorry to interact with you there but mm. look at Dyer so we just talked about Dyer four million sporting Lisbon comes in central midfielder but we signed him as a centre-back world-class centre-backs um, and uh, pundits if you like that, that I, I respect I don't know like Rio Ferdinand for example, think that he is going to be a world-class centre-back Potocino who was a world-class centre-back, thinks that he's going to be a world-class centre-back. The reality of the situation is, where does he play in central midfield? Now we've just smashed our transfer record on, on, on the beast that is. So, so actually, is he not better to play as a centre-back? What do you mean, do you John? Think, John? Would, you, would you risk it? I mean, it's a big thing to decide not to bring in a centre-back, I think. Yeah, I personally would risk it. I, I'm a huge Davidson Sanchez fan. I have been since we signed him. Uh, as you said, we've got one foif. Dyer needs to... I think he's going to be a very versatile member of the team next season. You're going to see him playing some games in midfield when we need it, some games at the back. So 
I think we do have just about enough cover there to, to get through. If Sanchez plays all the time, he'll build up confidence as he did in his first season. Last year he was in and out of the eleven, and that couldn't have you know helped him in settling in the side. Sanchez is going to be a star. I've got no doubt about it. I've got to make that point clear. Davidson Sanchez will go on to be a wonderful player. He's to have the Ajax Academy, yeah, well, yeah. don't forget. Yeah, I mean to have also the guidance of Alderweireld and Vertonghen. I've got no doubt he's going to be a star. And I just think you know the more games he plays with those guys we're going to be in safe hands with him. I think that's absolutely right. What's your take on this transfer situation? Get in touch. You can call 0208 70 20 558 or you can WhatsApp that same number. Of course, we've been talking Roma in the sense of Toby Alderweireld, but there's also an angle of a current Roma player because Nicola Zaniolo is someone who Spurs are apparently interested in. Is there any potential there for a kind of swap deal? I don't, I don't know much about this fella, to be honest. Um, it, it sounds like my tall. wife. My, my wife's <laughs> called Nicola, so it's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's another midfielder. You know, is he attacking midfielder? Is yeah. It, yeah. yeah. So another attacking midfielder. So what? What are we planning? We have got Lacelso. We got we got Mora. We got you know we got Malamella. We got we got Bale. Son. We got Gareth Bale to fry in the mix. I mean, how many attacking midfielders do we want? We got Ericsson who's going to sign a new quite. So I, I'm not sure. I think for me, that's just. I don't know. What do you think? I think that's just hearsay. To I, be I mean, it's, it does seem to be gaining momentum, and the player, again, it's according to reports, that's what I ever say is according to reports, but he seems to be warming to a move to Spurs. I mean, there might be a deal to be done there if Roma are insistent they're not going to pay the money for the release clause. I think Spurs are well within their right to demand a player in return. John, I'm not sure what you think. Yeah, Zanolo on the open market is roughly valued around £40 million because of his age. He scored a couple of goals in the Champions 12, League. Isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he scored a couple of goals in the Champions <laughs> League last year. Um, would he swap for Alderweireld, who's worth 25 maximum because of this contract situation? I don't think Roma would go for that, personally. Yeah. All I know on Zanolo is he's quite aesthetically pleasing. If you look at him, Very he's Very good-looking boy. Good-looking boy. Is he? Oh, uh, well, he's well, hanging I like this fellow. Nicola really. Berti, like part him. two. Yeah, Nicola <laughs> Berti. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I personally don't see that one happening. I think also there's an element with Zaniolo where he's a Twitter player, not even a YouTube player. Mm. What's that, Johnny? What's a Twitter player? So a Twitter player is where you score a couple of brilliant goals that fit very, very nicely into a 10-second clip that we all retweet. He scored a couple of dirty goals last year where he skins four (laughs) defenders, puts the keeper on his arse and dinks him. Looks great. He is young. The experience isn't there. He's possibly not the man quite yet. We've been talking about the other end of the pitch as well. Adrian has called in from Edmonton. Adrian, you want to talk about the CB situation. Have you got enough central defenders? Well, I wonder if what the guys think. When we've, when we've played teams that park the bus at home, at Wembley or the New Lane, Poch has adopted to the dreaded five at the back because the, the other teams pose less threat. And I was just wondering if he would play the Tongan, Sanchez and Dyer or a fourth there. And don't laugh, if we get Sessignon in on the left as a wing-back. Now, this is the bit. I think he could do a job there. I think Sissoko could do a job at wing-back. I, I, do you know what? Adrian, it's Liam, mate. Uh, uh, nice to talk to you. I, 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 I know it's a bit left-field what you've just said, but I actually thought that today myself. And it wouldn't surprise me if, because we've got the, all, these, all of a sudden these brilliant central midfielders, you know, Winks... 22 years old, uh, Ndombele, 22 years old, 21 Skip. years old. Uh, Skip, well, I'll park him for a second, but then you've got one. No, Ali, 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 yeah, Ali there, whatever. Yeah. Of course, the thing, what, where are you going to play Sissoko? Like, like Son and Kane or Kane yeah. and Mora. But, Interesting. I mean, as each new player comes in, there's more pop- permutations and options for Poch and changes in formation. I mean, that's without Lachelso coming in as well, you know, so... Yeah, where are you going to fit them all in type thing? Sissoko as a right wing-back. 
Adrian called it first on the show. Let's see what happens, Potch. I, th- I think it's a really interesting idea, Adrian, but don't you get into a problem if you start moving your players around? Because, OK, you might fix the situation at right back, but then you're losing one of your best central midfield players, aren't you? Yeah, we can never tell with injuries, though, what, what, what's going to crop up at what time, uh, the number of games, the number of competitions we're in. So there can be any period of time when Sissoko suddenly plays 10 games and then he's out for five games. Um, so we, we need players that are versatile. And I do uh, believe with the caller's point that he could fill in a, a right wing back. I think he'd be pretty decent. He's got pace, power, size. Uh, well, mate, he's done it at Man United for long enough. Mm, yeah. yeah, Luke, yeah. Uh, Ashley, is it uh, Ashley Young? Adrian, you're, you're a master. I know miserably at Wembley when Song was asked to do it in the League Cup final. <laughs> I think yeah. we're giving you a corner here. I think Adrian, well, there seems to be this corner now that you've got your own corner in the show, Adrian's Corner. Because I'm regularly calling keep it coming. <laughs> well, we love I hearing like from the you. Show. I mean, I, I like listening to the other clubs are on as well. You know, yeah. what's going on at them, love of London clubs. There you, know? you go. Keep the eye on the enemy, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Adrian Topman, thank Cheers, you for your call Cheers, as Adrian. ever. And with a serious piece of tactical analysis, the message is clear back the Adrian. This is Love Sport. Gents, who have you gone for? Well, it's, it's interesting, this one, isn't it, this week? Because we were talking off-air a little bit about, oh, who should we go for and, and so on and so forth. But um, Ricky made a good point that uh, we've already been talking about good-looking midfielders, so we've gone for another good-looking midfielder. Xavi Junala. I was about to say, uh, very nice of you to pick me as your legendary boy. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is, Charlie. Uh, uh, what, what a player. I think it was his anniversary this week, wasn't it, of signing for the yeah, club. Yeah. Um, and again, we're talking about you know uh, um, uh, players of stature coming to the club. It, that was another amazing signing. I mean, I actually had a sketch of David Ginola on my front room, not even bedroom. Right? It was on the front room wall, like in the front room. I, I absolutely adored the guy. Like a sort of shrine. Link. Like a shrine. It was like a shrine to David. David. Amazing, amazing player. Yeah, what's great about David is well, he completely carried us at that period. We were surrounded by dross. No offence, Stephen Clements. Um, but that was the level we were at. Everything was out to Ginola all the time. Ball, ball, ball. And he would just have to deliver. And he did. He got the PFA Player of the uh, Year. I was just about to say. Whilst we finished 14th. Yeah. We, we finished 14th. He got PFA Player of the Year. And Man United won the treble that year. It was in 99. And he got... And so no Man United got player got PFA Player of the Year. But David did. I mean, incredible. Yeah. And I always remember, obviously, the, the Barnsley goal. Yeah. Remember the not, Barnsley yeah. goal? That was, that was just... Yeah. Talking about dirty earlier. Dirty oh. goals. I mean, that was dirty. And then, and then the, the other thing I always remember is when... I can't remember it was. Somebody come out and said he was too fat. Yeah, and then he took, he he took, took his shirt off, shirt off, off he? And he gave it the arms. And he gave it the old arms. He had oh. the six-pack going on. He's like, go on, David. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was an absolute genius with the football. Um, he, yeah. And well, he got he got ousted, didn't he? I think, you know, from, from memory, from the France squad, because it was a back pass or something. Do you, do you remember that? that was, uh, was it in the qualification or something mm. like that? He put, he put a back pass through and, and, and ultimately it led to a, to a goal and him going out. So, yeah, he was absolute perf- a brilliant, brilliant. Perfect Tottenham player. What would he be worth in this market today? Oh, oh great question. 80, 90 million? Yeah. I, I do believe that. What a player. I mean, the guy, for me, I, I, he was my favourite player as growing up. Such flair. I mean, if when you went to the lane back then, he would make your hairs on the back of your neck stand up. You know, you get on off your seat. I mean, the lane would be so good back then. And like I say, that was a Tottenham team, like John, you mentioned there about some of the players we had. 14th in the Premier League, but yet you'd still go and pay the admission fee just for him. He was just such a great player, and it devastated me when he left. He was Graham, like wanted, I say, Graham wanted him out, didn't he? George Graham, he yeah. didn't he, he fancy was, him. He was a perfect Tottenham player, that's yeah. what I mean. He was Spot. literally that. It's exactly what we love. Somebody to get off your, get you on the edge of the seat, um, and, you know, just expectation in the lane was there. When he, was, when he had the ball at his feet, something was going to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. It, yeah, it was genius.
You never knew what you could do. Well, you never knew what he was going to do. That's the great thing about him. The unpredictability of a player like that. I mean, yeah. It's a shame we couldn't find another one like that in this current market. <laughs> well, a superb player. And that's why he's your legend of the week. Love sports. Go for it. And Spurs are a club with a rich history of bringing homegrown talent through as well. You've been doing that recently, but a couple of them could be set to leave the club. Yeah, there's two in particular that coming through the youth system. I've watched a lot of these players from a very young age moving through the age groups. And Josh Onimer and Marcus Edwards, I understand, have both been told they're free to leave the club. Uh, Edwards Mark, to Brentford, possibly? That's correct. He's been training with them for the last two weeks, actually. Um, they've got a crop of young English players at Brentford at the moment. They've taken from Chelsea, a couple from Arsenal, um, who will have known Edwards from the England youth age groups. Uh, Marcus is a tremendous player. I can't Anyone who hasn't seen him, I can't describe to you how good he is. On Why the hasn't ball, it worked, John? Why do you think this hasn't worked at Tottenham? Because the ability seems to be there. So what is the reason why we haven't seen him push on in a Tottenham shirt? I don't want to comment on anything that we see in the in the media that I don't know about. So it's things such as you hear about his attitude or whatever else. I mean, he does walk around a bit sort of quiet to it and keeps himself to himself. And you see that if you ever see him play. Um, but when he's on a football pitch, he is just a magician. And, and for whatever reason, it hasn't worked. I, I've got to trust Poch with this. Poch, you know, he's proved time and time again, brought through Winks, Kane, Mason, Bentaleb. You know, I do trust Poch with this. He thinks it's too much hassle. I go with Poch. It's so hard because... Whenever you see these clips of him, he just looks like such a phenomenal player. And if you back anyone to get the best out of someone, you always think Poch would do it. Yeah, for sure. But I think that, look, like John just said before, and Jason said, and you know, it's, it is a game of opinions, and 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 we're that, and that's why we're here. Like we're talking about all different things in the fan show. But Poch sees him all the time, every day, day in day out. They know what's going on. They know where their heads at. They know if they can get any more out of him. All of them sorts of things. You know, I think with the with the youth players. Pochino is bang in attitude. He doesn't really recruit on on skill per se. They 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 actually do recruit, especially through the academy, on attitude and behaviour. And 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 you know, I, I'm a massive believer in that. You know, we can teach you, we can coach you to be better technically and all that sort of stuff. But what we can't teach you, we can't teach you to to want or have that desire. You've got to have that with, from within. Mm. You know, regardless of what you do, whether or not you're a footballer or cricketer or, you know, you go, go to work or, you know, you, you work in a factory or a business person. Well, it matter what it is, you, you've got to have that hunger and desire to want to do something. And that can't be taught. That 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 comes from within. So that's that's the key thing. And we don't see that stuff. So that's, that's maybe the reason why. But Poch does, right? There's, there's one thing I do worry about. I sort of feel like some of the promotions from younger players into the first team is purely based on behaviour. Mm. So it's like the good behaviour club. John McDermott says, oh, he's well behaved and suddenly yeah, you're in the team. Yeah. I mean, George Marsh, no, you know, no offence, you cannot compare him and Edwards. They're two totally different prospects in yep. terms of ability. And but and- you need the behaviour, right? It shouldn't be just about the behaviour, but if the attitude really isn't there, you're not going to make it. I mean, Edwards returned from his loan at Norwich in April. He only played six minutes since that January loan. Norwich said he was late to every single training session, was late to team meetings. You can be as good as you like, but if you're not taking it seriously, you don't deserve to be taken seriously. If if the club were going to do something for Edwards, for himself and for his family and for everyone else concerned, they should have suggested that Marcus went and lived with another senior player, somebody very sensible, somebody like a Harry Kane. I know it's a big responsibility, but live your life like that person. Yep. Watch what they do day to day, what they eat, what time they go to sleep, you know, how they conduct themselves. That would have been a real great learning curve for Marcus because the ability is there. Do you think he's good enough to be worth that effort? I think the they put a lot of effort in over the last three or four years. They rewarded him with a three-year contract two years ago. The faith was there then. There was talk he could have gone off to Manchester City for a huge sum of money for his, him and his family, and he, he didn't. 
Poch showed some faith, played him in the preseason games against Juventus, Atletico Madrid. Since then, we've not he's not developed. And that could be that he's got too much too soon, which is a common theme with youth yeah, players. I agree with that. Unfortunately, it's the way it's gone. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's going to hurt me when Marcus does go because I've invested a lot of time in thinking that he is going to be unbelievable for Tottenham. And if I see him go off and do it somewhere else, it's, it's going to kill break me. Your heart. Yeah, well, it is. Well, I mean, he could he'd go two ways, won't he? He'll either go to another club and he'd be absolutely amazing, or he'd just do a John Bostock or yeah. something like that. And I know he's got. You talked about he's him last week. His career, you know, yeah, he's yeah. his career. But Sir Alex was a master at it. Absolute master at nipping it in the bud and saying, "Get out! This is this is team first. But even attitude yeah, being you right, can't, you know? can't solve it. Even if you're Fergie, I mean, look at Ravel Morrison, who's it's just true. signed a yeah, one-year sure. deal for Sheffield Pop. United. Yeah. He's supposedly the most talented player of the last twenty sure. years. Look at look at Pogba the first time round. He, he let him go. Yeah, and look at and all of the the stuff that's been written or whatever, whether or not we believe it or not, about Pogba this time around. You know, yeah, he's a world-class talent, but if you ain't got the right attitude, it doesn't matter. You can't, you can't get it out. You can't do it. With Edwards, what about selling him to a Brentford, but with a buyback clause? Yeah, I don't think Marcus will have any intention of wanting to come back to Tottenham. If we let him go and we've you know, put him through what I hear we've put him through and the way he's been treated by some people at the club, I think he'll have known it. Yeah, we can put well, it in there, but he won't come back. How has he supposedly been treated? Well, I just feel like sometimes he's been made out as a bad character. When well, he, if he's always late for training... So we hear. So we hear, but I mean, if you're at Norwich, would you lie about it? it if he's got all that ability, why is he not getting more chances? Yeah, I mean, he, 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 it was a disappointing time at Norwich when no one's hiding, you know, hiding from those facts. But when he was in Holland, he did very, very well. His dribble rates were up there with people like David Neres, um, you know, the top players in that league. So there is obviously real, real ability there. Um, I hope that something gets resolved and he can end up staying at Tottenham for a little bit longer, maybe another loan and another new contract for maybe two years and see where we go from there. What do you reckon, John, on Josh Onomah? Because, again, a player that we have invested a lot of time in. He's been out on loan. He was, again, predicted to be maybe, you know, in time. This player was going to come into the first team, light it up. It hasn't really happened for him. Do you feel like his time's now run out, essentially? We hear he's up for sale, and as you said, he's been excited to go this summer. Why is it just not really materialised for him at Tottenham? Yeah, sad for Josh. I mean, he's had a load of injuries. Coming through the 16, 17, 18s, he was unbelievable, Josh. He carried games, he bossed games. Um, he started for us in Dortmund in the Europa League, if you remember, and mm-hmm. you know, in a, that's a yep. big game to play in as an 18-year-old, 17-year-old he might have been at the time. Um, he obviously had the loans at Sheffield Wednesday, Aston Villa, and it just hasn't kicked on. He, he, the, it's unfortunate what's happened with Josh. A mixture, I think, of bad injuries and maybe bad m- management and maybe bad loans. Uh, Josh is still a, a good player, and I expect he'll have a solid championship career, but that's where he is now. I don't see him making it at the, at the top level, unfortunately. I 100% agree. Completely agree with every word you just said. I think J- Josh Onomar has showed his level. You know, when he had that season-long loan at Villa, that that was his level. Yeah, mm. I mean, we've been linked, as we know, to the likes of Cessin Young. We seem to we seem to indicate that transfer is close because the player has got his heart set on Spurs. He wants to work under Pochettino. It just seems to be the case that at the moment the clubs are in negotiation about that fee because Fulham are still demanding a, a ridiculously high figure for now. What is a Championship player? You would expect Levy to get that deal done. We know I, I how keen Spurs I think are going to get done in the background. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff that's kind of done. I just think we're waiting for Rose to go. Yeah, mm. on Cessna, I heard he visited Poch's actual house last summer, and I don't right. know what happened. Maybe a fee couldn't be agreed or whatever, and he wanted to do a year at Fulham. I think that deal will eventually go through. I read that uh, Fulham are looking for some players in return. That could be ideal for us if we could finally Janssen. find someone to take Enkudu and Janssen. I mean, these are players we cannot one. shift. Both could go. <laughs> go for it. And yeah. they both probably be quite good in the Championship. I think. I think yeah. That is their level. They need to realise that. Yeah, Janssen would probably be good in uh, League Two. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, come bit, on, come on! The guy's got concrete. Boots it does on. worry you the fact that we have had these players up for sale the last God knows how many as we can't shift them. But also, do you not think John to an element of that 
is the pricing of Spurs for those players probably a little bit, you know, yeah. high? I mean, it, it's it, Daniel Levy. We know Daniel what he's like. He's yeah. going to try and get the most out of any price. We saw Trippier go for £21.7 million. None of us, I don't think, could ever see that kind of fee coming. Yeah, he, he, Levy has got a problem with this, and, and we've yanked when he just bite our tongue. He's got 12 months left on his deal. We did recover £5 million of the fee when he went to Fenerbahce on loan. Um, so now you're looking at what do we pay? 18, 19 million for him. So we've got 15 million. If we could take five to 10 million, I think that's a fair figure for Janssen. Um, and Kudu, I mean, we've been trying to sell him since the day after we got him through the door. <laughs> uh, he's been an absolute disaster. Possibly our worst signing ever, in my opinion, for 11 brilliant, million. Brilliant. I don't know, assist, the one you though, mentioned earlier about Gilberto, I mean, he's up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But he was, you know, a couple of million. But 11 million, what have we seen from Kudu? Nothing. Yeah, the no, well, an got an amazing disaster. assist against Fulham to win that game 2 yeah. 1 when Winksy stuck in the back of the net. But look, yeah, and no, I agree. I, I think that, that that's the problem. When, when the players aren't good enough, where, where are you going to put them? And if and, and the reality of the situation is, if they don't want to go to a club, it's all very well sitting there going, oh yeah, yeah, oh, we'll give you a swap deal with Fulham or you can go and play for, um, you know, Portsmouth or whatever in League One. But if they don't want to go, they no. just sit there in their contract, right? You know, yeah. Bale's doing that in Madrid. Admittedly, it's 600 grand a week, so why wouldn't you sit there? But, you know, that, that it's, it's, it's so complex mm. to be able to, you can't just go, get him out um, although John um, uh, makes a good point about the kind of you know the, the take a five million and just get him out in that way I think that's, that's, that's good and I think uh, Jay said last week as well about um, Nkudu just, just pay his contract it's like two million just get rid yeah, yeah. I mean on Nkudu do you remember when he went on loan to Burnley they then signed Aaron Lennon on a free transfer at the age of 35 and he was starting in front of Nkudu yeah for sure yeah, it's incredible. I, think that, I reckon that's an attitude thing as well to be honest mm. yeah, it incredible. probably is but yeah so that's yeah I mean, I know there's been rife rumours this week. We've got to squeeze it in about Gareth Bale. I think when that rumour first broke from Mark up, I was so excited. I, I tell you, I still will take Bale back. You know, a lot of people out there know they're sceptical skeptical because of his injury record. But for me, Bale is a proven winner. Um, if he came back to Spurs, he would be adored by the supporters. Literally. I mean, Lee's already smiling. Oh, no. I mean, I, I, might, think, I, I, need, I need to let John go first on this quick comment. <laughs> Lee's about it, to pass I'm gonna, out. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> I I got might 15 hold the mic there. for a couple more minutes on Bale. <laughs> Um, so yep. you got any thoughts on him John? Yeah I mean on Bale I mean <laughs> him coming back would be a euphoria for the supporters for the club as a whole and for our sort of general club standing in world football you're talking about bringing back an absolute Tottenham legend Statement signing isn't it? Statement John? signing massively can you imagine Huge. just the excitement Do you think everybody? you win the league? Yeah I'm, I'm putting it out there. I've got, and I have to. Sorry to interrupt you, but I, I, I have to put it out <laughs> there. I, I am. I have to put it out because I said that two seasons ago. Gareth Bale was a game changer. I, I'm, I'm not. I might be blind, and I don't care. There's loads of people tweeting me today, going, "Oh, have some positivity, back, Lee, because I'm back on the mic." So here it is. I think we would win the league. I genuinely do. With Gareth yeah. Bale signing with the with uh, with uh, Tanguy that we've already got in, and all the stuff that we've been talking about. If we sign Gareth Bale, he is utterly world-class. Four Champions Leagues or three Champions Leagues he's won since he's moved. And the league's obviously in he's Spain as well. He's won the league as well. He's got cups under his belt. Genuine. And he's... he's I know he's kind of one of Southampton's own, really, but he's one of our own. Yeah. He's an utter legend for us. And we talked earlier about uh, David Ginola, and, uh, and and the next one for me, when you look at the Van der Vaarts and whatever, Gareth Bale was in that mould. In that final he, season, Lee, he, he won games single-handedly. Yeah. How can you, Unreal. you know, I just... I get that he's got that injury record there that is a concern but I just don't There's understand more games it. than Kane did yeah. last season that's yeah. the, it's a myth it's I a find it baffling when, when some supporters say they wouldn't want him back I mean why would you not want back a guy that performed so well in a Spurs shirt yes as I keep saying the injury record's there but he'd be coming back to a club that would be adoring him you know he would walk I think in the first team and what it does do I mean like Lee said we could win the league I think what that does for Tottenham is it takes us from 
being just a top four contender to genuinely challenging. I'm not saying we would definitely win the league, but I do think it puts a different bracket for Tottenham. When we were talking earlier about fullbacks and stuff like that, and we, you know, I, uh, we ran through loads of names that were kind of these elite clubs, and it's very difficult to get them elite clubs. I know we've got to go to a break. That is the elite type of personal signing that you need to get you over. That would be the sort of thing that a Barcelona or Real Madrid, funnily enough, because they did, may sign so that they can get them a Champions League. And, mm. and it did. And it worked. Mm. And that's what it do for us. Gareth Bale, of course, loved by Spurs fans. Less popular in Madrid with both the supporters and the manager. Zinedine Zidane is, of course, adored. He's a club legend. But if we look at their stats for the club... Oh, what you got for us, Johnny? Got got? Money one. Well, Zinedine Zidane, 227 go- games... 49 goals, 66 assists, 6 titles. Gareth Bale, similar amount of games, 231, 102 goals, 65 assists and 13 titles. Different kinds of players, obviously. Different era, obviously. But perhaps he deserves a bit more respect than he gets. This is Love Sport. It's the Spurs Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And all the guys in the studio with me tonight, that's Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen, and of course John Wenham, love Tottenham. And we're hearing that a certain Mr Vertonghen does too. Yeah, I mean, Jan's comments that we've seen coming out on the Thursday saying that, you know, he loves being here, he feels great with the manager, he's been supporting me and making me a better player. I've got everything I want. And to be fair, I think that's a mutual with Vertonghen. I mean... He's been a wonderful player for the club. He, he really, truly has been. Probably one of the best defenders, certainly in my time watching Spurs. I think his consistency uh, is just incredible. There hasn't been too many off days. I know he had the one against Arsenal last season, but you've got to discount that. Apart from that, he's been a wonderful player for the club. And I would be fully back in giving him a new contract. I think with Vertonghen, he's one of those players that despite not having the greatest amount of pace, he reads the game so, so well. And it just shows you that, you know, being a centre-back, you don't need to have pace. If you can read the game the way he does, he could go on and play still for, I think, more years, John. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going for at least another three, four years with Jan. I just think he's fantastic on the ball, reading the game. And look, if you put him in next to Sanchez, Sanchez has got the pace to cover for that. So he can do the reading and the marshalling and Sanchez has got the pace. Mm. Um, I I, I really hope Jan does renew. I think he will. To be honest with you, the indications are good coming out of the club. Uh, So I think we'll see Jan stay with us for a couple more years yet and get a testimonial. And, and uh, he's also the best uh, left back that we've got. Yeah, fact, <laughs> fact, fact. A like, uh, left wing back. I mean, uh, you know that that game against Dortmund, he yeah, was absolutely amazing. outstanding. I agree with all of that. I think, I think the only the only thing that's in the back of my mind is with Poch going going for this kind of more youth thing and and you know the age of Vertonghen. And I'm not saying anything. I think he's absolute Rolls Royce, mate. I love the guy. Um, but his best mate went, went to China yep. in January, and actually, if they don't give him a new contract, maybe they've got a, a thing in the background to kind of go. You can go to China because that he's going to earn more money in China in a year than he would if he stayed at Spurs for another two, three yeah. years. He, so do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. But. Yeah, his, his little crew that he was really tight with also was Michel Vorm, Dutch-speaking, like like Belgium guys, and um, obviously Adewiro looking like going, Dembele. Ericsson. He's seen that group, Ericsson, really diminish. Mm-hmm. He might be thinking, look, 12 months' time, I can go to Ajax on a free. Mm-hmm. He's still loved over there. Um, that might unfortunately yeah. be what happens. And we can't begrudge him that at the end of the day. He's been fantastic for us. No, I mean, I don't think he owes us anything more than what he's given us. I think he's been a wonderful player. I mean, another guy that is potentially on a free at the moment, I know we're potentially going to be looking to negotiate new terms with him, is Fernando Lorente. If you asked me this probably halfway through last season, I mean, I wouldn't be too downhearted if he, if he did go. But I mean, to be fair, the pivotal run he played in that Champions League build-up where he literally got us there yeah. pretty much to the final... I just think now with the options out there, I don't know who I would see come in that could fill us better for a further 12 months from who we've been linked with. I mean, I just don't know. 
don't know what you think, Lee. Well, John, well, John talked earlier um, passionately about like the, the youth, and I know this is you know out there, but uh, you know, and he maybe he's not ready yet. But he's been held back and, and going on the Asia tour. Troy Parrott, for me, the, the, the reason why I say that as well is because he's banging banging goals at that level, right? And he's one of our own. He's homegrown. He ticks every every box that you want to tick. Yeah, he's not ready yet, or he might not be ready yet. But nor was Wayne Rooney. But Wayne Rooney started when he was 16 years old. And remember the name, Wayne Rooney. I'll never forget mm. that clip. Mm. And, and he was absolutely outstanding. So I'm not, I don't want to put a load of pressure on Troy. But what I'm saying is that we've always struggled to get that second striker scenario in. Because who wants to come and sit on a bench under Kane? Well, Troy would. Because he's yeah. one of our own. And he would sit on a bench and he would say, I'm going to take my chance. And I think that maybe that's, that's, that's an option for us. But look, Lorente, you know, Jason and I backed he him. He did last season. season. We backed despite him. Despite the landpost comments the lamp post. and despite it being called Titanic and not uh, moving quick enough. For sure. Jason and I backed him the whole way. So, you know, fair play to him. And he, um, but I do, I do think that it is probably time to, to move on from, from Nando. Yeah, as Rick said, I mean, up until, I think it was after that Fulham game, I never wanted to see him in a Spurs shirt again. It was like Gregor's Raziak part two. <laughs> Uh, but he really, really, what a really, name from the well, past, a great really, really redeemed himself. Um, and he was fantastic in the Champions League run. I mean, he made the lit look normal. All this talk about generational defender was put out the window in 45 minutes. He still moves to Juve today for 70 million. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I would get Lorente back as uh, possibly his third choice on less money. We can't pay him 100 grand again. That's just not on. 50 grand if he doesn't get something else. He can come in. What I'm worried about is that he's not doing any pre-season at the moment. Someone at his age needs to be keeping fit. And when under Poch's tough pre-season, imagine if we signed him at the end of the window, he's missed the full Poch pre-season, and then he's not even fit until December. That's an issue we have. On Troy Parrott, fantastic player. I've seen him score some great goals at youth level, and I really think he's going to come on to be a top player. Mm. I know we spoke about length last week, but just to squeeze it in, Danny Rose, obviously there's been a lot of rumours that he's highly now linked with a transfer over to PSG. Are we concerned that if Danny stays at the club, he's not had a pre-season is that a worry yeah definitely I think any player that's not been under that strict Pochettino guidance will you know struggle to, to get into the 11 for one and two when they do get in there they may have poor performances and the fans then turn on their back which would be unfair you need the Poch pre-season Mm. Lee, Danny Rose, is your well, chance? Just, yeah, just on the Danny Rose thing, look, I, I do like Danny Rose and, you know, a lot's gone, been, been said from last week. Uh, all I would say is I think you've just raised another brilliant point about that whole pre-season piece because we haven't got a session on in. We haven't got a, a, a genuine left-back change other than Ben, ben Davies, so that's fine and he, he's there. But I also do think he's been signed up on a five-year contract because he is also versatile as well. I, I think I called him on the WhatsApp group, Jamie might nicked it last week. He's the James Milner of Tottenham. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is, isn't he? He's yeah. like a versatile player. He's, you know, gentle Ben. I think you Don't call him. Don't get the halfway line. Yeah, yeah. That, but, but again, you, <laughs> look at his, you know, I know because you look at his stats between um, uh, Rose and him in terms of the games, like Johnny just did with Zidane and Bale, and they're very similar. So, you know, they do, he, he does do that. So, I don't know. I, I think that with, with Danny Rose, it's time to go. At, from Danny Rose is what I'm saying. Where would he go? Who cares? Was it Jay says just pay him up pay, pay, instead of paying Toby whatever he wants? Let's pay their contracts off whatever and get him out of the club. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what Jace really says. What Jace says is back the manager. Oh, and man. if, if Poch wants Rose to go, he'll go. If he wants him to stay, he'll stay. And I have to say that whether he does stay or go, it's looking like a sensational season for Tottenham Hotspur. We'll be here on Thursday nights every step of the way, so you have to join us through the whole thing to see how the likes of Tongi and Dombele bedded. See you then. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.